Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Dear Clementine with me, your host Clementine Ford. This is the place where you get the advice you may not want to hear but that you definitely need to hear from me, your local internet mum. I'm recording today on the land of the Wurundjeri people. Remember, wherever you are, know whose land you're on. Let's get to it. Dear Clementine, I ordered a coffee at a coffee shop the other day and I was served by a male working there. He greeted me with, hello. I stepped aside to wait for my order. The next customer who stepped up to order was another man. This male customer was greeted with a flowery greeting of, how's it going, mate? It was clear they were strangers. Later in the week, I saw the same thing unfold when a train conductor was moving through a carriage checking tickets. The male passengers were always greeted with, how's it going, mate? Thanks, mate. Mate, with an affectionate tone of recognition of their maleness. It's as if there is this automatic cordiality between men in Australia that exists and women aren't a part of it. It feels like an exclusive club that I can't be a part of because I'm a woman. Am I the only woman who notices this and gets angry at it? How do I stop myself feeling excluded by the boys club culture that exists in Australia? And how do I stop it making me feel less than? This is one of those issues where on the outset when you hear it, and I'm aware maybe people listening to this question will be like, oh my gosh, this isn't a big deal at all. It's just blokes. They probably don't even know that they're doing it. And that's one of the ways that we help to transfer really insidious, seemingly minor executions of sexism throughout society. And it is in this very almost invisible kind of codifying of mateship culture in Australia in particular. Australia is a country whose modern history is built on colonialism and white supremacy and patriarchy. And a huge part of the mythology that modern Australia carries about itself is wrapped up in this idea of mateship. Mateship, mateship, mateship. Now, some of you who are listening to this may be too young to remember the John Howard years from 1996 to 2007. The Howard years regressed Australia. John Howard is the Prime Minister, you know, the the leader of the Liberal Party. The Howard years regressed Australia in a way that we're only starting to really see the the deeply embedded roots of now. At the time, obviously, it was it was clear to see what John Howard, as a, as an incredibly conservative prime minister, was doing. But we're we're still now feeling the deep, long lasting echoes of it. One of the things that John Howard really emphasised and ramped up in his prime ministership was this idea of mateship mateship. He always talked about mateship. Now, he was also not a very blokey bloke, so it's a, it was a kind of a, a bizarre sort of marrying of two very strange concepts, which was an incredibly privileged, wealthy, old, like crypt-like old white man and mateship diggers, Aussie diggers, diggers and boys and blokes looking after each other and that's that's my Australian man voice because that to me is what encapsulates Australian masculinity. Mateship has underpinned almost every major regressive moment in Australian modern history for the last 200 plus years. The obsession that Australia has with the diggers, which we don't hear so much now, but again, definitely through the Howard years, to counter the fact that, and this is relevant now because we are seeing a huge uprising around the world in opposition to Israel's assault on Palestine and the apartheid that Israel upholds in Palestine. And so many people are standing up to be counted. In Melbourne, just the last week, we had the, you know, the largest anti-war rallies that we've had since 2001 when the United States invaded Iraq in post-September 11th period, where um, it led to 
you know, devastating military campaigns for the next few years. And, and Australians marched in record numbers then. But throughout this time, Howard tried to counter this message of, of resistance to, you know, military warfare and imperialism by going on and on about the diggers. Got to respect our diggers, our diggers. We hadn't heard really the term digger used to describe um, someone in the ADF, the Australian Defence Forces, since the First and Second World Wars when they were called diggers because they literally dug trenches. So there is an insidious and deliberate tactic that is that has been at play that has underpinned this very masculine kind of ideology in Australia where it's about the boys for the boys. And it's so interesting when you talk to people who have, you know, tourists from different parts of Europe who have a great deal of sexism in their own countries and they come to Australia and they're like, whoa, this country is fucking sexist. Because the the Australian manhood and the Australian masculinity here is so fucking fragile that anything that threatens it even remotely, um, it feels like it can crumble into dust. And that is very scary to a lot of men here. So what you're seeing is actually real. That's a long preamble to say that it's so deeply insidious that a lot of people may be like, well, this is you're overreacting. But actually it's not an overreaction because it's every, it's all around us. And it goes back to my hero, Marilyn Fry, who you've heard me talk about on this podcast before, and her theory that patriarchy equips men to be the authors of perception and to construct reality. So if men are always in Australia constructing a reality around themselves where they get to be, um, they get to be melded together and have this unspoken language of mateship all the time that women are very much excluded from, then what does that mean for our relationships with each other? What does that mean for um, how inherently they're conditioned to see women as being outside of that network. I also think that probably one thing that's at play here is that, and, and you know, what men would use it as a defence is, oh, you just got to be so careful when you talk to women. You can't say bloody anything. They'll be pointing the finger at you because of me too, which is, you're kind of telling on yourself. Like if you don't know how to talk to women in a way that doesn't make them feel creeped on or unsettled or threatened, then that's a you problem, my friend. So you are absolutely seeing reality for what it is. So reassure yourself of that. But should you care? Should you care if the barista at the coffee shop just says hello and then says mate to the other guy? And when I say should you care, I don't mean get over it, it's not a big deal. I mean, there is a, there's a period of adjustment I think that a lot of women go through where they feel the exclusion from the boys club and they feel offended at the exclusion and they feel annoyed at it. And then for some of us like me, they transition to a point of being like, I wouldn't fucking join your boys club if you paid me, you know, try and maybe to counter it because you're not going to be able to destroy it. But in a way, if it, if it helps you to, to deal with how irritating it is, just start to see it for what it really is, which is just that it's kind of pathetic. You know, it's kind of pathetic that men have been so divorced from seeing women as actual people that when they encounter them in the wild, they feel like vaguely uncomfortable around them. And then when a man comes to reassert comfort and and security, they're like, oh, oh, mate, mate, you're here. There's another man here. Wow, I don't have to be surrounded by all these strange creatures. 
I just feel sorry for men who seem to be more comfortable in the company of other men. And it's not to say that I don't think men shouldn't be comfortable with other men or that they shouldn't build intimacy with other men. But mateship is often, it's often a kind of illusion of that. You know, it's sort of like the, oh, oh, punch you in the face and we're mates. It's actually not like hugging. It's not really deeply what mateship is. It's just a sort of pretense at intimacy that works to, as you said, create this boys club without actually creating any depth to it. So if you can get yourself to the point where you just feel a bit sorry for them, then that's a good start. And then start forming your own girls clubs, you know, or start saying to the barista just to, I don't know, just to, just to mess with them a bit, just be like, hey, bestie, how are you doing? Hey, girly, you know, make him feel a bit uncomfortable if you want to. Dealing with men in Australia is a lifelong problem. And I think a lot of us would be liberated from the stress of it if we just started realising that men in Australia haven't been in any way, shape or form taught to deal with themselves. So maybe they can start there and not leave us to, to clean up the mess of it. Either way, you're doing all right. Form a girls club. Don't hold on so tightly to men palling around with each other because a lot of them are really pathetic. So let them have each other. Let them have their mateship and take your coffee, roll your eyes and move on. You've been listening to Dear Clementine with me, your host, Clementine Ford. Remember, today is as good a day as any to contact your local representatives, demand that they call for a ceasefire, that Israel stop raining its bombs down on Palestine, that we start protecting Palestinian lives. We have lost too many children, too many adults, too many people already. We need to stand up and be counted. Until next time, I hope this podcast has found you well and having called your representatives. Yours sincerely, Clementine.